This audio is brought to you by Muslim Central. Please consider donating to help cover our running costs and future projects by visiting www.muslimcentral.com forward slash donate. A'udhu billahi minash shaytanir rajeem Bismillahir rahmanir rahim Tabarakalladhi ja'ala fi s-samai وَجَعَلَ فِيهَا سِرَاجًا وَقَمَرًا مُنِيرًا وَهُوَ الَّذِي جَعَلَ اللَّيْلَ وَالنَّهَارَ خِلْفَةً لِمَنْ أَرَادَ أَنْ يَذَّكَّرُ لِمَنْ أَرَادَ أَنْ يَذَّكَّرَ أَوْ أَرَادَ شُكُورًا وَعِبَادُ الرَّحْمَنِ الَّذِينَ يَمْشُونَ عَلَى الْأَرْضِ هَوْنًا وَإِذَا خَاطَبَهُمُ الْجَاهِلُونَ قَالُوا سَلَامًا وَالَّذِينَ يَبِيتُونَ لِرَبِّهِمْ سُجَّدًا وَقِيَامًا وَالَّذِينَ يَقُولُونَ رَبَّنَا اصْرِفْ عَنَّا عَذَابَ جَهَنَّمَ إِنَّ عَذَابَهَا كَانَ غَامًا إِنَّهَا سَاءَتْ مُسْتَقَرًّا وَمُقَامًا وَالَّذِينَ إِذَا وَلَمْ يَقْتُرُوا وَكَانَ بَيْنَ ذَلِكَ قَوَامًا وَالَّذِينَ لَا يَدْعُونَ مَعَ اللَّهِ إِلَهًا آخَرَ وَلَا يَقْتُلُونَ النَّفْسَ وَلَا يَقْتُلُونَ النَّفْسَ الَّتِي حَرَّمَ اللَّهُ إِلَّا بِالْحَقِّ وَلَا يَزْنُونَ وَمَنْ يَفْعَلْ ذَلِكَ يَلْقَ أَثَامًا يُضَاعَفْ لَهُ الْعَذَابُ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ وَيَخْلُدْ فِيهِ مُهَانًا إِلَّا مَنْ تَابَ وَآمَنَ وَعَمِلَ عَمَلًا صَالِحًا فَأُولَئِكَ يُبَدِّلُ اللَّهُ سَيِّئَاتِهِمْ حَسَنَاتٍ وَكَانَ اللَّهُ غَفُورًا رَحِيمًا وَمَنْ تَابَ وَعَمِلَ صَالِحًا فَإِنَّهُ يَتُوبُ إِلَى اللَّهِ مَتَابًا وَالَّذِينَ لَا يَشْهَدُونَ الزُّورَ وَإِذَا مَرُّوا بِاللَّغْوِ مَرُّوا كِرَامًا وَالَّذِينَ إِذَا ذُكِّرُوا بِآيَاتِ رَبِّهِمْ لَمْ يَخِرُّوا لَمْ يَخِرُّوا عَلَيْهَا صُمًّا وَعُمْيَانًا وَالَّذِينَ يَقُولُونَ رَبَّنَا هَبْ لَنَا مِنْ أَزْوَاجِنَا وَذُرِّيَّاتِنَا قُرَّةَ أَعْيُنٍ وَجَعَلْنَا لِلْمُتَّقِينَ إِمَامًا أُولَئِكَ يُجْزَوْنَ الغرفة 
بما صبروا ويلقون فيها تحية وسلاما خالدين فيها حسنت مستقرا ومقاما قل ما يعبأ بكم ربي لولا دعاء فسوف يكون لزاما بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم in the name of Allah سبحانه وتعالى the most gracious, the most merciful Alhamdulillah, all praise is due to Allah سبحانه وتعالى والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين Blessings and salutations upon those messengers who were sent by the Almighty from the very beginning all the way down to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. May Allah bless them and bless their companions. May Allah bless the companions of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, his household. May Allah bless all those who have struggled over the centuries in a way that they served the good cause, they passed on the good message such that it has gotten to us and today we are seated here waiting for good motivation and good food inshallah. May Allah bless every one of us and grant us goodness and may Allah bless our offspring, those to come right up to the end and grant us all steadfastness and contentment, happiness and goodness. Ameen. My brothers, my sisters, I decided to start with verses of the Qur'an for indeed, these are the words of the Almighty. They bring about a calmness even to those who don't understand them. The words of the Almighty, and He chose that they be revealed and said in the Arabic language. And we cannot question Him. We cannot say why. We may understand a few reasons. We may not know any reasons. All that is irrelevant, it is in Arabic. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us an understanding. Your happiness and contentment in mind is closely connected to how well you understand your maker. If you don't understand your maker, you won't understand why you're on earth. And if you don't understand why you're on earth, you won't be happy no matter what happens to you. Because on earth, we have struggles. Everyone's life is filled with struggles. Each one of us seated here today, we have different challenges on different levels. Some perhaps social challenges, some economic challenges, some perhaps physical or health challenges, and whatever else it may be, all to a different degree. But the Almighty promises us, I won't let you be burdened with what you won't cope with. You will scrape through, even if you're going through great challenges, but we want you to know that it was chosen by us. It was chosen by us for you. If I were to ask you, who is the best of creation, the most noble of all messengers of Allah, what would you say? What would you say? Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Who are the others who are the best? Jesus, may peace be upon him. Abraham, may peace be upon him. Moses, may peace be upon him. Are those not some of the best who existed? Yes, indeed. Go and look at their lives. Filled with turbulence, filled with struggle, filled with challenges, filled with enemies, filled with people who tried so hard to bring them down. What happened? 
They had the Almighty with them and they were dedicated. They never gave up. And that's why ultimately at the end, they were victorious. Take a look at the persecution of the Prophet Jesus, may peace be upon him. He was persecuted and they even tried to murder him. The same applies to the Prophet Musa alayhi salam, Moses. He had the tyrant known as the Pharaoh who was claiming that he was a god. He used to tell his people, I don't know of a deity for you to worship besides me. What arrogance. Anyone troubling you ever calling themselves God? I don't think so. They cannot be a person harassing you in your life. Worse than the Pharaoh himself. Cannot be. I see some guys are saying no, which means you don't know. <laughs> I hope it's not your father-in-law or mother-in-law or someone. May Allah protect us. We become little devils in our own homes, my brothers and sisters. We become pharaohs and tyrants. Subhanallah, just because our attitude stinks sometimes. Ask yourself, as much as I want to be motivated to go through the challenges of this world, and the world is filled with challenges, I need to be motivated not to be an obstruction in the lives of others. Are you harassing someone else? If the answer is yes, no wonder you are being harassed by someone slightly bigger in their capacity of harassment than you. May Allah safeguard us. They all had issues, but they dealt with them. The Almighty gave them the strength. Be dedicated. Don't give up no matter what comes in your direction. You will manage. You can manage. You have managed. Where were you a few years ago? I ask that question to every one of us. Where were you? 20 years ago? 10 years ago? Where was your father? Your mother? The previous generation of your own lineage? Where were they? What was their condition? Can you not say with a smile, I'm in a better position than I was some time back. My great-grandfather, where he was and where I am, subhanAllah, I'm in a much better position. My grandfather, where he was, my father, where he was 30, 40, 50 years ago, where I am today, subhanAllah. What we can afford is much more. The houses we live in are much more luxurious than theirs, but we're not happy. The clothing we have much more expensive than they could ever have afforded in a whole year, but we're not happy. The shoes we have, subhanAllah, we're lucky to buy new pairs every so often when they had hand-me-downs. Some of us had hand-me-downs. What else? They couldn't afford a trip anywhere. We go on holiday, every holiday. If we don't, there is a small qiyama in our homes. Yes, we get angry. We get upset. You mean there are holidays and we're going nowhere? Are you crazy? Yeah, we're playing games this holiday, right? Maybe we're watching Ertawal. I don't know if you're... May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us forgiveness. We've got so much. We are blessed. Things are getting better. But for us, we can only see that they're getting worse because we're focused on the wrong things. Look at the holistic picture. Look at the whole image. Look at everything. Things are getting better. But no, we're focused on one, two or five things. That's why for us, things are getting very bad. You lost a million, but you're forgetting about the five million that you just earned. Subhanallah. You will be surprised. I want you to do something. My brothers and sisters, this evening, or right now in your minds, you could do it. 
Look at how much money you have spent on yourself and your family in the last 10 years and check the figure. You will be shocked what Allah gave you. Look at the figure. How much did you spend? Take it. Check it out. It probably exceeds if not tens of thousands, perhaps maybe hundreds, maybe some of us smiling. Those are the ones who have gotten to the millions and you're sitting and saying, you know what? Life is tough. And Allah says, what? We just, you just spent a million pounds in the last 15 years and you're saying life is tough. There are people who are living off 5 pounds, 10 pounds in a month and they're thanking Allah like you can't imagine. Subhanallah. My brothers, my sisters, it all depends on what you're focused on. If you're focused on the issues, life will be an issue. Subhanallah. But if you're focused on the goodness and if you're thanking the Almighty and you're really feeling the blessings of the Almighty holistically, it will draw you closer to Allah. That's what ultimate success is all about. Focusing on that which the Almighty has given you. I want to take you through some of what the messengers have been through to be inspired by the best. We don't doubt that the Almighty loved them more than us. Jesus, may peace be upon him. No doubt Allah loves him and loved him more than any one of us here today. Muhammad, peace be upon him. We don't even ask. We don't even say because his level, the best of creation, the most noble of all prophets according to us. That's what we believe. But take a look at the struggles. Those of you who've lost children, may Allah make it easy for you. And if you know of others who've lost children, don't be hard on them. You don't know what they've been through. The Almighty has chosen them for an act of worship He did not choose you for. That is, sabr, patience upon a totally different level. Totally different level. And Allah says, This child was always ours. We gave him or her to you temporarily. The child was always supposed to be taken back by us. At the time we took the child back, we only wanted that child to be a test for you. And we wanted to see how you react, giving you the opportunity to react in a good way so that you can earn your paradise because that child was always meant to be in paradise. Who do we belong to? Who do our children belong to? Who do our parents and siblings belong to? Who do our loved ones belong to? Allah. When something happens that is terrible, sometimes we're taught to remind ourselves by saying, Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'un. What does it mean? We say it a lot of the times, we don't even think of what it means. Someone says, so and so passed away. Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi Like as if it's like, oh gosh, you know, they passed away. No. It's a statement. It's an act of worship. You've just said we indeed, all of us belong to Allah. Not just the one who passed away. Me too. We all belong to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we're all going to return to Him. Not just the one who died. Not just the bad thing that happened. Every one of us is going to go back to the maker. So what are we saying? Yes, it's going to be tough. It's going to be difficult. But don't worry. The Almighty will not burden you with more than you can handle. If you're saying, I cannot manage this, Allah says, hang on, we know you can. We know you can. We will strengthen you. Get closer to us. Trust us. 
Be convinced. Have that conviction. Keep going. And you might ask, Oh Allah, how long should I keep going for? That's a question. Allah says, Keep going until the door opens. I was walking in Tesco's half an hour ago. You know the big one in Galleon's Reach? Doing my last minute shopping before I fly out, mashallah. You've got to take a little chocolate for the spouse, right? You might say, well, why did you have to go to a grand Tesco's just for a chocolate? Variety, my brothers and sisters. You can choose, right? And someone met me and asked me a beautiful question. And I told them, keep going. Don't give up. What you're doing is right. Keep knocking the door. One day, it will open. That's it. Walk away. Subhanallah. Wallahi, those are facts. The Almighty tells you, you knock that door. Which door? The door of the Almighty, your maker, who gave you the life. There is nothing that moves on earth except Allah says, it is upon us to sustain it completely. Not you. Allah's referring to everything, including the ants you don't know are in this venue. They may be more in number than us. Do you know where they are? I don't. You don't. They may not be here. Who knows? Smaller creatures than ants, Allah says, who provides for them? We. We've guaranteed we will give them what they need. The problem is, we want more than what we need. We want what we want beyond the need. If we're depressed, what are we depressed for? You have a wife. You're still looking. You know when we say, may Allah grant us good, you know, a good spouse. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless all those who are looking for wives. With wives. And you hear a loud amin. Most of those guys are married, man. Allah forgive us. Allah's given you something rather than concentrating on it and thanking on Allah. You're everywhere else and you start thinking to yourself, gosh, what I've got is not good enough. Allah says, I gave you what you need. I didn't guarantee you that you're going to have what you want. That was one example. Okay, I see the men are not amused by it at all. Take it. Take it. Understand it. It really is factual. Sometimes in your quest to get what you want, you actually mess up what you need. Sometimes because you're greedy, because you're selfish, you end up spoiling the need while going for the want. Subhanallah. I don't want to give the example of the gambler, but one of the things I have to say is how he loses his money after winning a little bit is he says, I'm going to put all my money in here because imagine what I just got. And then boom, even what he had is gone. And he comes out bankrupt, in debt. May Allah grant us all ease. So Allah says, everything that moves on earth, we guarantee we will provide for it. Did you hear that? And you really think Allah's not going to provide for you when he's provided for the ants that are smaller than you, the mosquitoes? being provided by your blood and mine. Come to Africa, by the way. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us ease. If they keep coming for you, it means your blood is the Rolls Royce. 
They want you. They want your blood. You're, you're eating better food than everybody else. The mosquitoes are saying, mm, it's there in the corner. And they all go, where? So they leave everyone else and they come for you. You know Allah's written the sustenance of the mosquito. By the way, that doesn't mean you don't slap it or you don't do something about it. It doesn't mean you need to become so falsely pious and say, no problem, your sustenance is written, you can have it. No way. My brothers and sisters, the point I'm raising is in life, we think that our struggles are the only struggles. Without realizing that Allah tells you, if you want ease in your struggle, help others with similar struggles or with other struggles. And at the same time, when you look at others, don't judge them because you don't know what struggles they are going through. Subhanallah. You look at people, you don't know what their surroundings and circumstances have thrown at them. And you're busy saying, look at this guy. Look at what he looks like. Forget about it. You greet, you make them feel important, you make them feel good, and you walk away. If you can help, you help. Allah will help you. Listen to what Allah says through the blessed lips of Muhammad Allah will continue to be at the assistance of one of his slaves, meaning any one of us, for as long as he is or she is busy assisting another. You want the help of Allah? Help others. For as long as you are helping others, Allah says, we will continue helping you. You want 50 pounds? Release 50p. See what happens. The problem is we cannot release the 50p. Why? Because then we won't make the 50 pounds. So your whole equation is wrong. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us. Anfiq yabna adama yunfaq alayk. Spend, O son of Adam. Spend, O son of Adam. And Allah will recompense you. Allah will spend on you. Meaning He will give you. You spend on a good cause. But Allah teaches us, yes, don't give everything. Don't give your necessity away. You should not be wasteful. And you should not be extravagant. But at the same time, make sure that when you are giving people a charity, you also take care of your own needs. I need this. For example, you see a person who requires a piece of clothing and you decide to take off the only pair you have and give it to them. Now you're moving around naked. That's not correct. Allah says, strike the middle path. You need to be balanced. You need to know you love your children. We all do. But what does love mean? Does it mean let them do whatever they want? If that's what love translates as, you're going to pay a price. But you love them. You keep telling them you love them, but you remind them out of love. You remind them out of care because you care for them. That is love. It's a balance. And you don't abuse them while claiming to correct them. That's not good either. It's a challenge. So Musa alayhi salam was faced with the Pharaoh. It was impossible had it not been for the selection of Allah. 
Allah chooses everyone. And Allah chooses the challenges that He will throw at everyone. I promise you, if you knew why you came to this earth, you would rise up to the challenges and smile at them and say, you know what? I don't look at how big my problem is. I look at how big the maker is. I have a Lord who is bigger than all these problems. He will help me. And I'm going to start with a single step. As impossible as it seems, I will succeed ultimately. You keep knocking until the door opens. Which door? Two doors. Either things happen the way you wanted them ultimately, or there is ease created ultimately, or you die with that hope and Allah says you passed your test. You get eternal paradise. Nobody on earth is having it easy completely. You might say, no, I know a few. You don't. Had you known them, you would know. They have their own struggles. But struggles are on different levels. For us, if we are pricked with a small little thorn or cut with a little glass piece somewhere, it's like the end of the world. The emergency services have to close the street and stop everyone just because you need to get to the hospital. You need to rush because of a small piece of glass that might have gone into it. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm telling you what happens. Every, the world came to an end and there are others, subhanallah, that's like minor to them. It's like nothing happened. They have a little home remedy, it's done. And the next best thing you know, they've dipped their finger into tea leaves. I wonder why they do that. Have you ever heard that? To stop the blood. Don't try it, please. I'm only telling you what others do, okay? You tear open a tea bag and put your finger in. Blood stops. Your blood doesn't convert into chamomile tea or anything, by the way. Some of the tea lovers already have blood that's like, you know, tea. But my brothers and sisters, what is interesting is there are people who go through more than that and for them it's by the way. It's by the way. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us ease. Allah says, you know what? You get up, you face the challenge, you will manage. Musa alayhi salam was told, when he was going with his wife and he struggled, you know, I, I, I had a beautiful talk about marriage. And I spoke about how we have a disease in a lot of cultures where we believe that the eldest and the oldest must marry first. And then we come down and the next one and the next one. So if the first is not married, forget about the second and third. That is actually prohibited in Islam. To think that way is prohibited. That might be the ideal according to you and you can work that way. But if the sustenance of the second is written before the first or the third or the fourth is written before all three of them, let it happen. If that is your rule and you still say in your own old culture that the oldest must marry first, come what may, even if the third is already ready to get married and someone is already there, but you're saying no because your older brothers and sisters are not married, I want you to apply the same rule with jobs, with money, with sustenance. This one's got a job. No, you can't have it. First, the oldest must get the job. Do it. It is both, or both are known as rizq, sustenance. Your marriage is rizq. Oh Allah, provide for me. Your wife is included, husband included in that dua. Oh Allah, give me rizq. 
Husband and wife included in that dua. Children are included in that dua. They are part of your sustenance. Are you ready to say, my third son cannot have a job? My third daughter cannot have money because the first one doesn't have it? No, we're not ready to do that. Why? Because pounds, dollars, that's what's involved. Money. I don't mind the little child getting the money. It's fine for as long as there's money. That's how greedy we've become. But subhanallah, you go back and look at what Allah says. If Allah decided that we're going to provide for the last one, the second one, the third one, whatever. Alhamdulillah, yes, we have a dream. Under normal circumstances, we would love it that the oldest child gets married first, then the next, then the next. That's ideal. That's beautiful. It's nice if it happens. But the point I'm raising is for you to think that's the only way or that is the way is wrong. Where do we get that from? I was talking about the Prophet Moses a few minutes ago. When he left in fear of being persecuted by the Pharaoh and he is the beloved of Allah. Imagine he was driven out of his own hometown and city and whatever else. And he's driven out and he's gone, subhanAllah, running away from the Pharaoh. I don't think we've had problems anywhere near that problem. And to us, we're stressed. Allah says, we've written your sustenance somewhere else. What's about to come? He had no clue. No clue. We would suffer anxiety attack upon anxiety attack. What's going to happen tomorrow? What's going to happen this evening? <sighs> There's a wedding. What am I going to wear? Allahu Akbar. You're stressed about what to wear. There were people who were not even stressed about their lives that were at stake. Why? They relied on Allah. I don't mind wearing the same thing over and over and over again. For as long as it's neat, clean, ironed properly and I look okay in it. <laughs> May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us understanding. So, he was very helpful. He helped even those he didn't know. Do you do that? Question. Do you help people you don't know? Muslim, non-Muslim? It becomes irrelevant. They are human beings, part of your family, in humanity. Do you reach out to them? A kind word, a little smile, perhaps you know, a helping hand, a little offering of a good word, etc. Hope you have a good day. And you look at them, they're like, oh gosh, I think the world's coming to an end. Why? People are becoming nice again. But we are so miserable. And in that miserable behavior, we make others miserable because we just look at them, dirty look. And what happens? They look at us and like... They blink their eyes as though the detergent is going to come out of their eyes and clear your dirty look. That's not going to happen. Learn to help people. Learn to reach out to them. Allah will help you. Here is the Prophet Moses. He had no idea. But one thing he knew, Allah is going to take care of me. Why? I'm not an evil person. I'm not evil. And that brings me back to this issue. Are you evil? Do you harass people? Do you trouble someone in your life? Do you really pick on someone? If you do, change your life. Do you really have some dirt in your heart? If you do, you need help. Clear your heart. Clean it. You will not receive the help of Allah with a dirty heart. That's why you struggle. You need to clean it first. When you clean your heart, the help of Allah will come to you even if you've just lost a job. You will feel so happy. You know, my Lord knows I'm probably going to earn more than any job can ever give me. Go and read the story of Steve Jobs. I call him the mother of all jobs. See what happened. They've dropped out. Not just him. There are others. Wealthy people. They've lost they tried again and again and again, fourth, fifth, sixth time they came right, they became billionaires. 
Had they been still in the first job, they wouldn't have gotten to where they had. Understand? Trust Allah, but have a good heart. When we say have a good heart, clean it. Don't harass people. Don't trouble. Imagine if Allah is telling you, you want my help, help others. What do you think Allah would do to you if you are troubling others? Subhanallah. He'll sort you out. Allahu Akbar. May Allah not do that to us. Clean your heart. Apologize to people. Mend your ways. You don't have to interact with people who are toxic. But at the same time, you don't have to have dirt against them. Just leave it. It's okay. I don't want to really mix with this brother or this sister because you know what? It's really stressful. I really don't feel at ease. But it's okay. We're at peace. Try that out. Then my brothers and sisters, listen to something interesting. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, the Prophet Moses, he went to a place he didn't even know. When he got there, he, he saw all these people, you know, helping themselves to the water with their flock of sheep and whatever other livestock they had. And he saw two women at the back waiting for all the men to finish doing what they were doing, quenching the thirst of their flock. And he went to them respectfully and he says, why are you guys not, you know, why are you just waiting for everyone? Allah says in Surah Al-Qasas that you know what? These women told him, we're just waiting for all these men to go away so that we can comfortably do it. You know, our father is an old man. He's unable to do all of this. We're going to do it. So subhanallah, they went after being helped by the Prophet Moses, may peace be upon him, in an amazing way, they finished so quick, they got home. Father says, you guys are home so early. And you know what? They told him the story. In the meantime, what had he done? Listen, there is a very important point I'm going to raise from this. He helped strange women without knowing who they were. No asking, what's your name? <laughs> what we would do today. What's your number? What's your Snapchat? What's your Instagram? What else is there? And so on and so forth. Did you really help just for the sake of Allah? Or did you help for your own sake? It's like I had someone come and tell me, I love you for the sake of Allah. Did you hear that? That's a good statement, isn't it? Are you sure? Well, for my own sake as well a little bit. Subhanallah. May Allah forgive us. Did you hear that? Don't contaminate it. Yes, you may. You need to know what it means to love someone for the sake of Allah. Someone whom you feel is trying, trying to inch closer to Allah. You love them for the sake of Allah. Did you hear that? No matter who they are, they don't need to be outwardly pious or something else. But you see their struggles and you see their dedication. And you see the way they're inching closer to Allah. You, you feel a feeling within you of love for the sake of the Almighty. You see, Musa alayhi salam helped them. He didn't even know who they were. A little while later, he makes a dua. رَبِّ إِنِّي لِمَا أَنزَلْتَ إِلَيَّ مِنْ خَيْرٍ فَقِيرٍ Oh, our Rabb, oh my Rabb. He says, oh my Lord, my Maker. I am in desperate need of any goodness you are going to send in my direction. I'm here. A place, a town, I don't know people, I'm a strange man, and I don't know, but I trust you, and I know you made me, you will provide for me. I'm convinced, I have this conviction. 
What had he just done? He just helped people. What type of help? Huge help. How many of you would actually take 50 to 100 sheep and go and, subhanAllah, go and try, you know, go and quench the thirst of these animals and then give them back to the, the people and tell them goodbye? Nothing, nothing. I didn't get anything from you. We wouldn't even want to see a sheep. Strange thing is we're about to see leg of lamb, mashallah, in a few moments. I hope that's on the menu, inshallah. See, they're nodding their heads. You know, today you're going to be getting something special. Brother Farhan from here and his entire team and all of those who are struggling, you know, uh, throughout this day, they've definitely promised us you're going to have, I think, was it roast lamb? What was it? I better end my talk, brother. But these were real live lambs. We don't want to see the animal when it's alive, but when it's not there, when it's roasted and everything, we're quick to munch, right? You say the name of Allah. Do you thank Allah? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reminds us here. He says, this man had helped people and he was a big man. You know, he was loved by Allah. When he made the dua, do you know what Allah says? You come to me a hand span, I'll come to you an entire foot. You come to me walking. I come to you rushing. It's impossible. You just need to come to me. That's all. Come walking. Come on your toes. Come on your knees. I come to you. It's a matter of time. Remember I told a young boy, you know, you fulfill your salah five times a day against all odds and do it happily with a smile. You find the help of Allah. Three days later, he came to me. He says, I still haven't found the help of Allah. But I've been reading all my salah three days. I said, brother, you're 20 something years old. Oh, I can't remember his age. But whatever your age is, all these years, you haven't even been dedicated. Come on, just give it 40 days at least. See what happens. Your doors will begin to open. Subhanallah. I wonder what happened thereafter. I never heard from him again. I'm sure he's okay. But sometimes Allah gives you instantly. Instantly. Look at Musa alayhi salam. He just made a dua. Oh Allah, I'm desperate, in desperate need of anything. Moments later, the same women come back. Subhanallah. And they say, our father's calling you. We told him the story. He says, okay. He doesn't even know where he's going. They go, they meet a man. Ah, this is a beautiful story. They go, they meet this man. He meets this man. And the man says, what's happening? Meaning in our language, that's what we would say, right? He asks him respectfully. And Musa alayhi salam narrates a story with utmost respect. He says, you know, this happened, that happened. It is reported in one of the narrations that when he was walking, he told the women, you know what, I'd like, I'd like to walk in front of you. You guys can walk behind me just so that, you know, I can be in front. Subhanallah. Perhaps he just wanted to protect his gaze. They figured out that this man is so honest. He's so good. He's hardworking. They figured out he was hardworking because of what he did with the sheep. And they figured out he was honest because of how he walked with them and how he talked to them. So when they got there, one of the girls tells the father, Ya amin. Oh, our father, why don't you employ him? Give him a job. The best person you could actually give the job to is a person who is strong, hardworking and honest. To this day, if you want to employ someone or you, if you're employed by someone, success will only come with these two qualities. You hear that? You've got to be hardworking and honest. If only one is there, you will fail. 
You can be very hard working, but if you're not honest, gone. You can be very honest, but no hard work, gone. The marriage of the two is what will grant you the success. So my brothers, my sisters, listen to what happens. The father realized that the statement is such that subhanallah, it shows the keenness of my daughter towards this guy. Subhanallah. What would you do as a father? Do you know what he says? He didn't say, I'm giving you a job. He says, Inni uridu an unkihaka ihdabnataya hataini ala anta jurani thamaniya hijaj. I want to get you married. This is the point. Not to the eldest. He didn't say to the oldest of the two. That's what I was saying moments ago. If it was us, in a lot of cultures, we would say, to my oldest daughter. And if he said, no, I'm interested in the second one. Sorry, go back. But that wasn't it. He was also a messenger of Allah, according to some narrations, that was Shu'ayn. May peace be upon them all. He says, I want you to get married. I want to marry you off. This is against everything a lot of cultures of today stand for. The father of the bride, the father of the girl is directly communicating with a guy and telling him in a few moments that you know what? Any one of my daughters, come. I want you as a son-in-law of mine. Oh, I think we, we would break all taboos. We'd have to go back to Pakistan to find out if it's allowed. May Allah forgive us or India or anywhere else. With all due respect to all of us, but you know, we are facing a crisis. So what happened? He says, any one of my daughters, I want you to marry them on condition that you work for me for eight of these years. Eight. How many barriers were bashed just by that statement? Working for your father-in-law? What would happen in our societies if you even went and said, I enjoyed it at my in-laws? They'd say, gosh... There are words that they use, terms that they use to refer to such people who enjoy it at the in-laws. But there's nothing wrong. This is a cultural taboo, which is actually supposed to be thrown out of the window. You can work for your father-in-law. So what? Those better than you have worked for them. Musa alayhi salam says, wow, that's good. It's fine. It's okay. I'll work for you. He ended up working for 10 years. Wow. Wasn't that motivating? Subhanallah. Subhanallah. See, the guy is nodding their heads. I guess those are the ones who are not married yet. <laughs> My brothers and sisters, a lot of the barriers we, fa- we have placed are barriers that our religion and faith have, has not placed. Stop putting barriers. Don't make people's lives difficult. Open the doors. I continue... In the next two, three minutes, inshallah, I'll end. But the points that I wanted to raise, I raised except one. What is that point? Ultimately, when he took his wife and he went forth, he was looking for light. As he's looking for light, subhanallah, do you know what happened? He didn't realize he was getting revelation from Allah telling him, you're coming towards this light, we're going to give you a different type of light. You're looking for guidance of the path, we're going to give you the ultimate guidance and we want you to go to the Pharaoh and keep reminding him that what you're doing is wrong, turn to Allah. And he says, oh Allah, you've 
placed on my shoulders a huge responsibility. I want you to help me. I want you to help me with my brother. I need him to be with me. He's more eloquent than I am. And I need you to help me. I have a little stammer or stutter. I want you to open out the way I speak to. And I want your help in every way. Allah says, don't worry, I'm with you all the way. He went, he plucked the courage, he had to go. He went to the Pharaoh against all odds. And he says, oh Pharaoh, I have been instructed by God Almighty Allah to tell you that what you're doing is wrong. You'd better stop it, etc, etc. And guess what happened? He was threatened. He was told very, very harsh words. He was actually addressed in a terrible way. It didn't deter him. He kept going. Not one year, two, not two, but three, four, five, six. A long period of time right at the end. Who succeeded? They had struggle upon struggle, struggle upon struggle. They were facing the greatest tyrant of the time. And guess what? A few years later, they were victorious. What happened? Dedication, conviction, continue with the struggle. Lay your trust in the Almighty. Keep going. There is nothing that He will burden you with that you cannot manage. It's just the weakness of man that makes us feel we cannot manage. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help every one of us in our own problems, in our own issues and difficulties. May Allah open our doors, grant us goodness. Remember what we said this evening. You want the help of Allah? Clean your heart, help others, Allah will help you. Don't stress others because that will be the source of your stress and you won't know, you won't realize. Think good of people if you want others to think good of you. And learn to be dedicated to the Almighty and get closer to Him as the days pass. Don't go further away. We've all achieved and we've achieved a lot. We're all getting closer to the Almighty. Get a little bit more closer every single day such that the last day we live will be the best day we ever lived with the relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah bless every one of us. Aqulu qawli hadha wa sallallahu wa sallam wa baraka ala nabina Muhammad.